The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Ladies and gentlemen, on behalf of the California Angels and the City of Los Angeles, on the occasion of Her Majesty's royal visit, please welcome internationally renowned opera star Enrico Palazzo. Yes, he's in the intensive care ward at Our Lady of the Worthless Miracle. You should have been pulled in the front Podcast. We are doing the prospect breakdown. We do every Monday with Phil Goyette. Usually we do it at five. We're doing it at six. Whatever. We do it on afternoons in the East Coast area of the United States. But Phil's not in the United States. He is on vacation. So he is really giving his time to you guys right now to come on and talk prospects with us. Aren't you, Phil? Yeah. Hey, guys. How's everybody doing? Not too shabby. Nice little Monday here. Uh, Palazzo Podcast at ProtonMail.com. You can follow Phil on Twitter. Phil of Sports on Twitter. Phil of Sports. And, of course, Plaza Podcast, two L's, two Z's. Utah, give me Always two. Always available to you. Uh, Phil, where are we now? Because it's kind of getting into August here, and the dog days are here, and uh, more opportunities may be open to players that didn't have them prior. You know, Joe Adele finally got called back up, and yeah. he's been playing pretty regularly. Uh, Carter Keyboom's been making an impression here recently. Um, where do we stand right now? Uh, happy to see Joe Adele get called back. Um, having him and Marsh in the same outfield's a lot of fun, and uh, he's playing pretty well out of the gate this time around. So I'm I'm hoping it clicks for him. He's a really easy player to root for. Tons of skills, tons of tools. Really excited. I know he burned you last year. So yeah, everybody he burned everybody. <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> but he's got tons tons of power, which is great for us fantasy players. So. Um, Real exciting. I'm pumped that he got called back up um, and hoping, like I said, this time around in a lower pressure situation uh, and not in a weird 2020 COVID season that everything clicks for him this time around. So I'm pumped about that. Uh, yeah, Keyboom's back with the Nats. Uh, Luis Garcia is the guy for the Nats I'm watching, which is cool that he's getting more opportunity now that the Nats kind of traded away half their team. Um, so Luis Garcia, young prospect middle infield prospect shortstop second base i'd keep my eyes on him he was really pounding the ball at triple a showing a lot of power development so that's cool um and then maybe keyboom figures it out too i don't know i think a lot of nats fans in general and fantasy players have kind of given up on him so 
Uh, he might not ever hit for a ton of power, but there could still be a really good player in there, I think. Well, me and Eric Cross actually picked him up in our tag team league over the weekend. So he was our top ad in terms of price. Cost us 26 bucks. But uh, we believe that Carter Keyboom could provide value down the stretch and help us close out a title, hopefully. And this is a situation where we're trying to win it all. So if that play. isn't an endorsement, I don't know what it is. <laughs> he should play. That's he like should the play. first step, right? Yeah. Playing yeah, time it's plus cr- skill. So. Starlin Castro uh, is out for the year with whatever the hell he did with his domestic violence situation. And uh, there are plenty of opportunities for the young guys now. Like, and I really like Luis Garcia. I actually drafted yeah. him in a couple of drafting holds, and I realized, oh, oh, I did actually. I can actually put him in lineups now because he's just been sitting there all season on my bench in those leagues. <laughs> he could. But he's be, got pop. He could be the good Luis Garcia once again. That's the hope. Yeah, I. Yeah, I really forgot about him. Even though I did draft him, it's funny how the season goes for so long. But that's what it does, and that's how we do it here. It's the Plaza Podcast. We're talking live with Phil Goyette. We're talking prospects. Um, anybody else on your mind right now? Anybody you've been thinking about that maybe we need to pay attention to beyond who's up in the majors right now? One thing, prospect wise, I was I've been thinking about. I don't think we talked about this last time, but um, when we were looking uh, at the start of the college baseball season, I think the consensus was. Kamar Rocker of Vanderbilt was going to be the best college pitcher available in the MLB draft. And Judd Fabian of University of Florida was going to be the best college hitter available in the MLB draft. Flash forward to August, first week of August, neither player signed. Both were drafted, neither signed. Um, So Fabian's going back to Florida. It sounds like Rocker is not going to pitch for Vanderbilt. And that is – agent and kind of team is trying to figure out how are they going to get him innings over the next year until he's draft eligible again. He's uh, not he going to pitch at indi- Vanderbilt. Wow. That's weird. No, they, he might pitch in an independent baseball. Uh, he might look at going to Japan or Korea or Taiwan or something, pitching overseas for a partial season wow. um, to just kind of keep his arm healthy and keep showcasing his talent. So, uh, but just crazy, like how quickly, the consensus on those two guys flipped and I don't know if it's something I was thinking of it in relation to other sports where you know the top draft uh college quarterback for example I can't remember changing that drastically to where the guy's not even like a signable asset anymore you know yeah well you know in college football in September you can always get these players who are hyped up for like the Heisman, but by the time December rolls around, they're long gone too. But you're right. In terms of prospects, they generally foot the bill and they stick with it. It's less, at least it's less likely for one of those players to become an afterthought in yeah. the professional level. So that's pretty yeah. wild, man. That's some weird stuff. I've, and I think my takeaway from that is just kind of don't tie your hopes and dreams. If you're in a dynasty or even redraft to any one particular prospect, because even the experts are frequently wrong about this stuff. So uh, a bird in the hand is worth two in the bush. If you can get a veteran for one of your prospects, especially in the Dynasty League, I think you got to go for it. And a thought experiment I've been thinking of this week is if you five years ago, who would you rather have uh, in a startup draft? Nelson Cruz, who was like 36 or 37 years old at the time, or a top prospect. Uh, the right answer might have been Nelson Cruz five years ago. 
Isn't so, that nuts? That's v- yeah. actually true. Damn. Damn. Yeah, you got to know that the guys that are older might not be done yet. If someone's in their mid-30s, I mean, Max Scherzer's going to sign another deal after this season's over. Yeah. He could be around for a couple more years, and he can still be, he's still very good. So, <laughs> struck out 10 yeah. in his Dodgers debut. Yeah, he's going for, like, uh, in our dynasty leagues, he's going for big prospects now still. He's 37 years old. But people are still getting him at the trade deadline. We love our prospects. Prospects, prospects, prospects! Gotta have my prospects! Gotta have him. I must have my prospects. We're talking prospects, obviously, with Phil Goyant. Uh, dynasty situation right now, what are we focusing on here? What should players be doing who, obviously, if you're not going for the title, you probably wanted to make moves by the time the trade deadline expired in your league. But uh, should we be focusing on first-year player drafts and who to target when those start in the offseason? I think, uh, yeah, so if your trade deadline has passed, obviously nothing you can do there. If it hasn't passed for some reason uh, and you know you're out of it, you got to go scorched earth and sell anything you can. But when you're doing that, make sure that you're not dumping um, those guys like Akil Badu, somebody who's close to MLB contributing that maybe you can stash on the low end of your roster. What you also want to do between now and the end of the season is look for those guys in fab. So don't quit yet. Use your fab bucks that you have left over to try and find anybody that's hitting well or anybody that's pitching well. And just it's just a flyer. It's just a dart throw at this point. Uh, but figure out if you can get a spot at the tail end of your roster you can stick those guys into. Because that can Eric make a Haas. huge difference. Eric Haas yeah, was yeah. an example of that. I picked him up a couple months ago for nothing. As just I needed an extra catcher, and he has really flourished. I think he's, he's part great. of the future here too in Detroit. Yeah, he's been great, and he's not. He's twenty eight, and he has a good bat, and he's going to be a part of what they do here the next couple of years. I really believe that. Killing the White Sox, I feel like every <laughs> White Sox Tigers games I saw, he the guy hit a home run this year. Guy, so he goes on tears. He's gone on two tears this season individually in separate times. I'd like to see him be a little more consistent. That would be something to work on for him. But either way, the guy's an easy 20 home run bat with catcher eligibility. That's fantastic news for anybody. Yeah. He also plays outfield and uh, once in a while steals a bag. So yeah, these little plays make a difference. I'll be continuing to do so in my dynasty league. I'll be scouring, snooping around, seeing if I can take a flyer on somebody. I took one on Lamont Wade uh, a couple yeah. weeks ago. Uh, I don't know. If, we'll see how that goes. But I got him. And it, was not, it cost me nothing, basically. A lot of people check out depending on what your dynasty league is like and how many people are kind of focusing on football now, even though dynasty baseball. Yeah. Yeah. Dynasty baseball is a, you know, it's a 365 thing. If you're going to do a dynasty baseball league, you've got to be involved with it all year long, in my opinion. But, um, so I focus on those guys. Also, you want to look at guys that are hurt. If there's a hmm. guy out there that's hurt that you can trade for cheap, uh, get, you know, don't have to give up much to get them. And just, again, same premise. Use you got to use your entire roster if you're rebuilding. So tail into your roster on the MLB level, get creative and add some players that aren't doing anything right now, but could pop or have a shot at doing something next uh, next spring for you. Think of like Adolis Garcia for the Rangers, another 28 year old guy that came out of nowhere. Unbelievable! Yeah, he struck out a lot still. He did hit a home yeah. run the other day, so he's he's kind of middling OPS under 800 now, but uh, he. Definitely had his value. We'll see what he does next year. I'm not so certain it'll be what he did this year, but I you never know. That's what you're saying here. Take a chance. Yeah. Low risk opportunities. Nothing wrong with that. One dollar uh, you know, fab, guys. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. 
Well, I took High Song Kim in my first year player draft this offseason. And uh, I don't know. How, how do you feel about him right now? What what do we see him as here? I know the Padres just load up on talent so they can avoid any injury issues, but I don't know if he'll ever get the playing time. He might have to he he signed a contract where it wasn't that long he could get out of it. So he might end up going somewhere else at some point. Yeah, it doesn't feel like he's a fit, like as an everyday player right now, with that team the way they set up. Tatis is superior, obviously. Uh Cronenworth's superior player, and probably Frazier yeah. is too. So uh, middle infield jam for them. I don't know. I don't. I don't see where he fits. I do think the your process of taking Kim in a first year player draft is a good one though, uh, because when I've looked at it, if you look at international uh, imports, especially ones that are older, they've usually been the best bet to return fantasy bucks over like their first five years that you own them uh, as a dynasty manager, and, and a lot of times in weird ways. But you're thinking like you know, uh, Luis Robert. Jose Abreu, uh, Otani, uh, a lot of the Japanese pitchers that come over, and some of them wind up being good relievers, um, mm-hmm. or you get uh, Tanaka or Kenta Maeda. Um, so I don't think your process was wrong. It just didn't work. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, still. it's still early, though, right? Yeah, I mean, I I thought maybe he would pop, but I was hoping he would be a little bit older. I was in a more advanced position, so there was – that exact process in my thinking and making that selection. Maybe he helps us right now. So, yeah, I think that's a great – it was a good pick. I, I don't have any problem with it. Did you like him uh, coming over? Or yeah. Or were you – yeah, okay. Yeah, and the projections look good. Yeah, so, I just – I don't know. Sometimes the translation just doesn't work for guys. Shogo it's Akiyama a tough... was another guy I thought was going to really click, and it just never happened. <laughs> Well, that was bad, too, because he comes over during the COVID year, and that's a lost season, and now we're here. And he also started this year. He had a personal thing going on, and then he got injured. So I don't know that we've actually seen the best of him yet. I wouldn't wouldn't even rule him out, necessarily, as someone who still could offer a fair amount of value. Maybe he has to leave Cincinnati to do that, but I am not sure that Shogo Akiyama is, you know, a bust by this point. Yeah, I just think if you take him, you were looking at – someone to contribute either 2020 or 2021. <laughs> it still yes. hasn't happened yet, unfortunately. Yoshi Tutsugo, definitely a bust in my opinion. He just is not, doesn't matter where he went. LA took a chance on him. He's, he just can't hit for average at all. He was supposed to be an on base guy walks and get a little bit of power, power. mixed in. Yeah. Perfect Tampa guy. If it would have gone right, didn't go right at all. And they, I, you're right. So it's, sometimes it just doesn't work out, but I don't expect him to really go anywhere and turn his career around. In my opinion, based on what we've seen from, some of the other metrics. Uh, back to the farm here. Um, do no, we a, have a guy that yeah. popped on uh, my radar because uh, Ben Chase was just talking about this from uh, Baseball Farm and our Baseball Farm uh, group chat. Apparently, MJ Melendez got uh, promoted to AAA. It's a catcher in the Royal system. Uh, I haven't looked at the numbers over the last couple days, but Melendez was tied with uh, Griffin Conine for the minor league home run lead at least prior to the weekend before I went on vacation and got my second jab and lost track of all sense of time. Uh, but so uh, Melendez is a guy we've liked for like a few years. He had a really good season and I think it was 2018 in the minors and then kind of had a down 2019. Um, but he seems to be putting it all together this year. Uh, he can defend behind the plate as well. Um his dad is actually the head coach at Florida Atlantic University. 
college team. Oh. So he's a coach's kid, and he kind of has that, you know, coach's kid grinder mentality, and he's sure. improving. Um, he could be a really nice player for the Royals, I think, and somebody in fantasy and dynasty that he, he should be owned for sure if he isn't for some reason. Is he an heir apparent to replace Salvador Perez, or could he play another position possibly too? Do we know that? Yeah, they they could figure out a way to get both their bats in the lineup because both their bats are that good. I think so. Um, and might you might see actually you might see Perez DHing more as he gets older. Um, I mean, you can't take his bat out of the lineup. That guy's been so good again this year. So always productive. unreal, unreal. Um, I don't he, know where all this power came from. Really, I mean, he it's amazing. I'm very impressed. People tend to hate his plate approach. You know, he's loose and yep. swings at everything. And but man, he's so productive. I don't think it matters. I don't think it matters. <laughs> but yeah, no, you could get both their both their bats in the lineup by maybe moving Perez to DH uh, or Melendez moving him around a little bit because he is very athletic. So um, he's a guy in the writer I really like right now. I forgot about Griffin Conine because he's twenty four now, he's and he was one, he's one of these guys. One of the lineage guys, just like all these other guys, Bo Bichette and Kevin Biggio, so on and so forth. Obviously, Vladdy Guerrero. Um, he's 24 in double A. Finally in double A. But you still <laughs> like him, though. I, I, Just on the basis of he's got the carrying tool of probably 80-grade power, you got to monitor this guy. If something happens, he's still striking out like crazy. I think he's up around 40% or something. Um, if something happens and he can get the contact – to a bearable range, that's uh, a productive MLB bat for sure. Uh, we got a question here from Andrew Sperling. It could be hard to be an impactful first baseman, but especially in deeper dynasty leagues. Well, speaking of KC, are you excited about Nick Prado? Definitely. Great question. Uh, Prado is a guy like Melendez that has been tearing it up uh, in the KC system. I think Prado's actually probably been hitting bet- a little better than Melendez overall. Um, and Prado's should be a good on-base guy. So if you're playing an on OBP league, make sure to factor that into your decision. Hmm. Um, and I would agree, you know, sometimes it can be tricky to figure out who the impactful first baseman are because the players who fail at other positions defensively switch over there. So the uh, the floor is higher for first baseman, and they usually don't get a lot of chances at it. You usually kind of get your one shot, and if you're not hitting right out of the gate, they send you back down. Uh, but, yeah, Prado's definitely a guy I like. Nick Prado, that's a new one to me. I never even heard of him. So that's why yeah, Phil knows prospects. I don't. Former first-round pick um, and well, pretty well-hyped prospect. And then kind of like Melendez had a rough, I want to say it was 2019 as well. Um, and then this year, but he's hit all year this year. Real consistent, hmm. high-estimated barrel guy, high-estimated ex-wova guy. So definitely watch him. 22 years old. Out of Huntington Beach, California, Nick yeah. Prado. He's got long hair, too, by the way. And he bats left and throws left. That's fun. All right, cool. Yeah, wow, he's really popped today. He's got OBP around 400 right now. 21 bombs, and that's fantastic. In AAA, he, maybe he's on the brink. Maybe they like him next year to get an opportunity in spring training. Who knows? Yeah, I don't think they've got anybody covering that spot that, you know what I mean, That's that would be blocking him. So Well, O'Hearn they seem to like Ryan. Yeah. Right, O'Hearn, but they yeah. I don't know if they like him. They try to give him opportunities. He doesn't necessarily pop. Uh, Mick Broom was in the minors too. I don't need. I don't know if he's even an option now. Everybody's a, a O or a Mick. I always mix those guys up. Ryan O'Hearn and Ryan McBroom. They have the same name with 
uh, apostrophe or like a MC mixed in there. <laughs> Irish hey, right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> The yeah. Irish Connection. Andrew, thanks for asking that question. It's awesome to have you here. Make sure you sub the channel. And we do this every Monday. We talk prospects with Phil Goyette. We do other shows during the week. But if you love prospects, never miss the show. The old prospect shows are also in perpetuity on our YouTube channel here. Palazzo Podcast, two L's, two Z's. Just sub, sub, sub. Utah. And then hit us up. Give me two. On Twitter and all the standard issues, social media. It's great to have you here. Uh, Carlos Santana will be a young 36 next year. That's right, Davey. Yes, he Davey, I remember <laughs> owning uh vaunted catching prospect, Carlos Santana. <laughs> I do remember that. I very yeah. much remember that. Yeah. <laughs> he's been, he seems like he's older than he is to me sometimes, but he's got a lot of life left him. And it's, it's unfortunate it's, that the trade deadline was so packed, they couldn't get rid of him. So. It's because he's so smooth, Carlos Santana. That's why. When I'm in and Oh, God, I hate that song. <laughs> Nothing against Santana, though. He's the shit. Love Santana. Yeah. Uh, okay, well, that's it. It was sweet, brief, and pretty. We got Phil Goyette real quick to talk prospects. Phil took time from his vacation, so you guys should give him respect by at least following him on Twitter. Phil of Sports on Twitter. DM him. Ask him questions about prospects. If you want to talk yeah. about other prospects for next week's show, let him know. Right, Phil? Yeah, definitely. Hit us up next Monday, too. Get on the YouTube stream. If we answer questions for a half an hour straight, that would be awesome. That would be the best show we could do, I think. So get on here and ask us questions. Please, and thank you. We would definitely love that. That's it. Palazzo Podcast, Phil Goyette, Talking Prospects. We'll be back next Monday with the same little show, half hour or less. Till then, catch you on the flip side. prospects is a curious thing. Make a person trade everything for a king. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.